Welcome to the Broad Story Project. In these times of COVID-19, the world is a crazy jungle of contradictions. One place broads instinctively turn to for solace is our memories, stories from our pasts that have shaped us and remain part of us, defining what we value and what gives us joy. Suez Jacobson leads this project. She is a writer, the executive producer of the film Wild Hope, and serves on the Broad's board of directors. Hi, I'm Suez Jacobson, and I'm happy to have you here to listen to some stories that give us solace in time of challenges, certainly these days. And today, we're lucky to have Karen Ryman with us, who is a former board member at Great Old Broad's. And so before we get started, Karen's going to tell you just a little bit about herself and how she got involved with Broad's. So, Karen, it's great to have you here. Hi. I'll just kind of start you back from my early days. I was uh, finished college and decided I wanted to ski bum for a year with one of my roommates, which landed us in Aspen, Colorado in 1961. And we spent a year ski bumming, and, and I stayed on. I went and worked in Hawaii with her in the summer and stayed on in the fall and married and had three children um, here in Aspen. So I've been here for well over 50-some years now. And my whole life changed living in an environment like this compared to living in urban communities. And I learned a lot about hiking and camping and backpacking, things that I really hadn't done. My family didn't do it. But in those early years, I really enjoyed it. And it started the small family. And eventually, they got into school-age time, and I was able to spend more time doing more hiking with other friends. I ran into a, with a mutual friend of Dottie Fox, who was also a longtime person from the Los Angeles area and ended up in Aspen, and the same thing happened to her. But she, when we would go out hiking and camping, would be talking about, well, I started going to this group called the Great Old Broads. And last weekend, we stayed with a rancher, and we learned all about, you know, how he grazes his cattle and what's good and what's bad about it and how he takes care of his stream beds and what he does. And it all became very interesting to me, and I thought, well, I'm working now, but I can take a long weekend and started going to the great old broad rendezvous with her back in the, oh, I don't know, it could have been about 20 years or so, I guess, that we started out, and the first place we went with her was 50 miles in Escalante on the 50-mile road. We camped at the beginning and did hikes around that area. In those early years when Dottie was meeting with friends there, they would go out and look at the ruin and destruction of overgrazing on these 40-acre lots around Escalante. And so they ditched up their boots put on their hiking shoes and went into BLM's office and offered to uh, individually each one of them take over a 40-acre unit and walk it with an agreement of at least twice a year and determine whether the rights should be renewed for grazing by cattle owners and then went into the BLM office and, and told them what they saw. And it was not real positive in the beginning. It was a slow work, but um, that was kind of really the beginning of the broads with Escalante in that area of the country. Broads have spent a lot of time working on grazing issues for their whole history. So you got involved very early. Do you yeah. have one special story that just is deep in your soul and created memories that 
help you cope with what's going on today in our lives? Uh, it has to do with probably some of our broad walks that we've had have been pretty amazing. Amazing in what you learn and what you discover about the world that you uh, never thought was possible or knew anything about. And I ended up going to areas that I never would have thought of taking a four-day trip to and then learning how important and valuable it was. was up in the Olympic Peninsula about oh, maybe six or seven years ago, and actually being able to drive in these backcountry roads down four-wheel driving into these small creeks, and we had a, one of the girls who knew of areas where the salmon spawned in these little narrow creeks, and we literally got down there and were able to walk over it and stand right at the feet of these spawning salmon. You just hear about it, but you don't see it. And it was just really an amazing, amazing thing to see. And the other thing, I think, on that trip, too, was they had taken down several dams. And they had three dams to take down, and two had been taken down. And we were able to get over it and have a guided tour by one of the forest rangers of all the land that, that was being recovered after that. And we walked over all this dry land with little chutes coming up and Sometimes you'd see an old boat sitting down there that had sunk from the reservoir that had been there and realizing that salmon were starting to spawn. This was their, like their second season with having the dams down. That was, that was pretty cool. It was uh, something you just don't get to do every day. Oh, I mean, that's amazing to yeah. see the, you know, the renewal of a place that's been controlled by man and then man lets loose the grip it's had on. Yeah, nature yeah. and yeah, amazing. So, do these stories help you deal with this? Do you turn to these kinds of memories in these I times? I do. I do. It really, uh, another broad walk we took up in Yawk, Montana, which is almost on the Canadian border. And two women up there who had put up uh, yurts and uh, small little buildings, and we camped with them. And all of the women who lived in that area, and not many, <laughs> did all the cooking and came over every night and uh, brought us dinners and did breakfasts for us and sat down with us afterwards. They just were loving the company. And they had such wonderful stories to tell about how they lived up there. And one woman said, well, my husband's an excellent plumber, but you ought to see the plumbing in my house. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just they, they live with a minimalist kind of 
life and loved it. Uh, the schools were uh, log cabin schools. The church was a log cabin, and also it had a basketball net up, and it had a basketball court painted on the floor. And when they moved the pews aside or the chairs aside, everything you know had multi-purposes up there that they made do with it, and it, it was just forested so solidly that any time, even when we were there, a little fire took off, and all of a sudden we could hear this helicopter with the big bucket going over and putting out that little fire. You know, even last year, going down to just see the borderlands and see the border wall and just knowing what that size of that wall looks like and what it does to the wildlife and to the people who need to be able to commute and go back and forth. That was that was really great, too. There's never been one that there has not been, I felt like there's never been one that has not been a reason to have been there and been worthwhile to try to make a difference. And I, it continues on. I, I do feel that getting out and meeting with other parts of the country helps you to understand a little bit more. And I live in a bubble up here in Aspen. I know that. I have a small town home with low maintenance and uh, live in an area where many people are affluent. And it's I need to get out of that once in a while and really get down to see what the rest of the world's doing. And the Broads have helped me out with that. Plus, the people I've met from the Broads have been amazing. And that makes you want to go out and spend time and see them and hear what their experiences are. And sharing um, trips that they have done are, is really special, too. Yeah, I know. I've been on many of these broad walks and been to places I never would have gone either. And no. the component of learning and the stewardship component always belongs. Those have been fun, too, getting out on the trails and, and doing cleaning up or moving rocks, <laughs> moving rocks and streams so people could cross the streams on rocks. Are we really going to do this? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to do this. <laughs> but that conservation is important, too. They're sleeping. Swimming naked in the streams These feisty gray-haired ladies Are following their dreams Let's go on a broad walk Let's go on a broad walk Let's go on a broad walk Hug a tree and a rock these are such wonderful stories. What's the thread that ties them together that tells us what we value in this world compared to what we often hear in the media is valuable in our world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, material things seems to be what's valuable in the media uh, a whole lot more than actual living things that you have been a part of and feel like you've maybe made a small difference just by going and coming back, writing a letter to your senator or your congressman. And um, also the other thing that is important, too, is the trips to D.C. and being able to sit down and talk with the, with the aides of different people and tell them about what we've seen and what we know about it and how we care and uh, trying to get legislation through. If you want to make a difference, it's hard to as one person. But if you could be a part of a, of a group speaking out, it gives you more courage, too, sometimes to just speak up, too, when you're with more people. 
can be on a trail and you could be by yourself and you'll see somebody come with a dog off the leash and are you going to say something or are you not going to say something? And it's enabled me to, in a nice way, say something. Uh, I don't think I would have that if I didn't have this kind of a, a history now with the broads to try to speak up in a nice way. It's just so good. Broads provides the education and the camaraderie and the platform for acting, and so we're all grateful to have that support under us. We do try to make a difference and try to communicate to the world that there's more than a a materialist agenda to feed your soul. It's been a pleasure talking to you. What a joy. And thank you for all your stories and all you've done for Broads over the many years. We're so grateful. And I hope, you know, next summer we'll be talking out in some amazing wild place. I hope so. I really do. Mm -hmm. And looking forward to it. (laughs) So stay well. You too. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. Bye. Don't miss the next episode of the Broad Story Project. You'll find links to other stories on our website under news 